Hi there, and thanks for checking out another episode of Conversations with Father Greg. Today we have a homily for Sunday, August 7th, 2022. We'll begin our time together with a reading from the Gospel of Luke. Luke writes, Jesus said, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moths destroy. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action, and have your lamps lit, like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves who the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Word of the Lord. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I remember the day like it was yesterday. It was shortly afternoon on a warm Wednesday in mid-September. I was sitting in a narrow, Gothic-style chapel and I watched shafts of sunlight stream through the high, lattice-style windows. As we stood to sing the offertory hymn, I felt a hand gently squeeze my left elbow. Another worshipper quietly summoned me forward with a wave and a smile as the congregation slowly walked up the center aisle and began making a circle around the altar. My anxiety grew as I approached the communion rail. Despite years of church attendance, I had never crossed the threshold from nave, where the congregation sits, to the chancel. It felt as though I was about to step into the holiest part of the place. As I reluctantly joined the sacred circle, the hymn culminated in the biggest organ crescendo I have ever heard in my entire life. From his perch in the organ loft, the organist had pulled out all the stops, literally. I can assure you that it didn't exactly calm my nerves. This event occurred nearly 20 years ago, and it was my introduction into the liturgical life of the seminary community that would form me for the priesthood. Like many of life's milestones, this event was filled with a multitude of emotions. Simply taking a seat as a student in that chapel that day represented over a decade of wrestling with terms like discernment and vocation. Naturally, there was the excitement of beginning a new chapter in life. There's also definitely feelings of anxiety and fear of the unknown. Over the next four years, those initial feelings would blend with others like camaraderie, joy, frustration, confidence, and accomplishment. 
But what I remember most about that moment, as I entered the chancel for the very first time, was a sense of trepidation. As I looked back across the empty pews, I knew that my life was about to undergo a profound change, and boy am I glad that it did. The memory of that hand gently squeezing my elbow and inviting me forward with the others came to mind this week as I read the words, Do not be afraid, little flock. Today's passage is actually a continuation of the teaching that we heard Jesus giving his listeners last week. He had just told the parable of the rich fool who hoarded all kinds of wealth for himself and then died with barns full of grain that he could not sell and wealth that he could not enjoy. Jesus went on to teach his disciples not to worry too much about food, clothing, or wealth. He encouraged them that if they made the kingdom of God their first priority, then God would take care of the rest and everything else would fall in line. It's in this context that Jesus tells his listeners, do not be afraid. But here's a piece of trivia for you. Variations of that same expression, do not be afraid or be not afraid, occur over 300 times in Scripture. This expression, do not be afraid, occurs three times in the first two chapters of Luke's Gospel alone. Each time this phrase is found, it serves as a cue that God is about to do something awesome. This morning, I would ask you what could be more awesome than God showing up in person and offering to partner with humanity. It's as though God is gently squeezing each of us by the elbow and saying, Come on, let's go. It's at this point that Jesus tells his followers to be dressed for action and to have their lamps lit. This is a call to vigilance and attentiveness so that Jesus' followers might respond to any situation in a way that reflects what Jesus calls the kingdom of God. In one sense, this is very reminiscent of the old Boy Scout motto to always be prepared. Not knowing what, when, where, or how something is going to happen, and yet still trusting that something will happen, can be very difficult. That idea of not knowing the specifics is the hard part. I don't know about you, but I can find it much easier to be not afraid when I know exactly how things are going to play out. If I have a clipboard with a 25-point plan that I can tick off as things progress, well, that makes it a lot easier to be not afraid. But unfortunately, things don't always work out that way, do they? We are left with a conundrum. How do we reconcile Jesus' instructions to not be afraid when anxiety around the unknown is a very natural human response? How do we respond to the directive to be dressed for action when we don't exactly know what we are preparing for? The answer lies in words found in the letter to the Hebrews. The author of that letter writes, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not yet seen. 
We are reminded that the world consists of many things that exist and yet remain unseen. There are many things that we cannot see, things like the wind, heat, cold, truth, or love, and yet we still know that they exist because we see their effects in the world. Faith is similar in that it assures us of things that we cannot see and that are not tangible in a physical sense, and yet we know that they are still real. Throughout the rest of Hebrews chapter 11, the author goes on to detail a whole litany of people who acted out in faith without demanding some form of incontrovertible proof before taking action. Time and again, their faithful action was rewarded. This helps us clarify a common misconception which suggests that only those things that we can process through our five senses are the things that are real. If you have ever felt love, known peace, or come to a deeper understanding of something that is true, then you know that not everything that exists is tangible in a physical way. There are things out there that are undeniably real and yet cannot be grasped in a human hand. Similarly, there are times in life when we need to take a leap of faith. Today's scripture reading invites us to exercise faith by taking action before we have proof of what the outcome will be. When we consider Jesus' mandate through the lens of the letter to the Hebrews, the words, Be not afraid, might be better understood as an instruction to take courage. Nelson Mandela is often quoted as saying, Courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave person is not the one who does not feel afraid, but the one who conquers that fear. End quote. Inasmuch as that is true, faith is the first cousin of courage. Faith does not imply the absence of uncertainty, but rather the conviction and the courage to act despite those uncertainties. Today I would encourage each of us to hear the charge to be courageous and to be faithful, but also to be attentive. Be quiet, be attentive, and listen to the places and the things that God might be calling each of us to do and to be individually and as a community of faith. As God said to Joshua after the death of Moses, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen.